So we are blessed that we had the opportunity to find trapeze because this is actually our passion. My head when she's up there, when my brothers are up there, I'm just, it's like being at home, you know? It's passionate, it's beautiful. Hello and welcome to the Theater Art Life podcast. Sponsored by ClearCom, the leader in voice communications for theater and the performing arts. Call your cues with the simplicity and elegance of ClearCom Intercom Solutions. The Theater Art Life podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators and the backstage masters. My name is Kat Landry. Today we are joined by Stephanie Evans and Ahmed Tunisiani. Stephanie is a 33-year-old flying trapeze artist of more than 20 years. She has been traveling the world to perform since 2007. Originally born in Sao Paulo, Brazil, she is a fifth-generation traditional circus performer who began her career at the age of 14. Estefanie is currently touring with Cirque du Soleil's Alegria while juggling flying trapeze, a main character role, dance captain, wife, and mom of two. Ahmed is a 32-year-old flying trapeze artist from Venezuela. He is third-generation traditional circus family. He started flying trapeze at the age of eight, which has led him to work for three different Cirque du Soleil shows, as well as many other shows across the world. He was a winner of the Golden Clown at the International Circus Festival of Monte Carlo in 2020 with his troupe. He also performed a quadruple somersault in the act, one of the most legendary tricks in trapeze. He is currently on tour with Alegria, along with his wife and two children. Stephanie and Ahmed, welcome to the show. Thank you Thank very you. much. Nope. That was a beautiful <laughs> intro. I love it. <laughs> well, you wrote it beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. First of all, wow. Fifth generation and third generation traditional circus families. Please, can we start by talking about your family's histories? Who was the first in your families to join the circus and what happened from there? Well, like, yes, I am five generations of a traditional circus family. So it goes back to grand, 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 grandparents. And, uh, yeah, every, everybody did trapeze. And then, you know, here I am following the bloodline. And did they all tour with the circus? Or was it all very similar types of shows? Uh, yes, during shows, uh, they started like a, and back in the days, they were like a circus theater. So they didn't inside like a actually traditional circus. It was like a theater that would go in very small little cities in Brazil. And then more like as, a, as they go, the, the circus start getting into, you know, more like the juggling and the clowns. And But before there was like a little acts of theater that would go around Brazil. And then... As get closer to my generation, it was already like a circus, and it was owned by my family. So grand grandparents had they had like a, a small circus going around, and then the animals came in, and then it was like very like very traditional, like growing up with animals, and yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and Ahmed, what was that like for your family? Well, first, hello, and thank you for inviting us. This is my first podcast, so I hope it's fun. <laughs> oh, we're very glad to have you. <laughs> well, yeah, I am three generations of circus family. So this is started back with my um, grandfather, right, from my mom's side. And this is started back in Venezuela, where all my family lived and where all of us, you know, me and my brothers, uh, started uh, this you know, this, this tradition of circus. And uh, we were all family of acrobats, starting from my grandfather. He was an acrobat, uh, but he was more of a ground acrobat instead of aerial acrobat. So he will do many acrobatic acts in the show. But one of the uh, most famous from his family was the pyramids, where they will do, it was a troop of eight or nine people. 
uh, all of this was a family trip as well, was cousins of him, uh, of his uncles, uh, that they would, you know, just create pyramids, acrobatic, create pyramids. I hope it was a very old traditional act. But then my uncles, which is my mom's brothers, they are the ones who started the flying trapeze in my family. So we are three generations of circus, but second generation of trapeze family. And then eventually, you know, my brothers and I were born in uh, being in my dad's circus back in the 80s in Venezuela. My dad uh, bought his own circus. Uh, it wasn't much of a big circus back then, but, you know, it was quite big for us, for the family. I didn't get to know that circus because I was way too little, but that's where my brothers were raised. And then they were brought up into the show, you know, practicing trapeze and many, many other acts, but focusing mainly uh, on the flying act. Well, you know, years later, we moved to Mexico and started touring with the show. I started practicing and here I am, you know, five brothers keeping the tradition of flying <laughs> family. And now we are here in Alegria. <laughs> yes. And three of you are here in our flying trapeze act, which is yes. amazing to see all of you flying together. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the, the original troupe, the Flying Tunisians, which is the name of my troupe, uh, it was created by the five brothers. Uh, I'm the youngest one. But then, you know, throughout the years, you know, all of us start getting married and a few, a couple of my brothers uh, went and stayed at home. You know, they, they decided to keep a more normal life. Uh, still working for show business. A few, uh, one of them still works for Cirque du Soleil, but not in the performer side. But, you know, me and my other two brothers uh, continue working together. And that's how we came here. <laughs> Which is great. Yes. For our audience who may or may not know much about the traditional circus world, um, can you tell us a little bit of what that environment is like to grow up in? What's the community like? How does it differ from what a lot of people would consider a traditional childhood? If I if I remember my everything about my childhood, it was mostly like living in caravans. And it's like you live in an RV trailer, which you travel with the circus, and normally the trailers are parked around the circus tent. So this little community, it's like hanging out 24-7. And you see each other like every day and you work together and parties together. And in a school environment, it's like you every time the circus moves to a different city, you change the school as well. So I would be like in at least 12 schools throughout the year because if we stay a month in the, in the city, it was amazing. But it could be that you have like two weeks, three weeks, and then you change for the next city. Grew up with animals because back in the days in Brazil, they still had animals. So it was easy for me to be like, you know, petting an elephant and seeing a giraffe. And like I now that my kids see animals in the zoo, I'm just like, Oh my God, I was so blessed that I grew up with all these animals around, even though it was like completely a different story now, like the, the animals, the it's not allowed in the circus in Brazil anymore. And uh, so my kids doesn't see that anymore. Uh, and the, the biggest difference now that we're doing with the non-traditional circus, that it's like a huge company. Now we, we actually stay like in apartments or hotels and it's not an RV anymore. Uh, my kids do homeschool, so it's a different timing of the day that they do school. So this is like mostly of like they can tell about like the biggest difference of it. I don't know what you yeah, can add. Yeah, I mean, it's for us. This is our uh, regular life, right? This is our lifestyle. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I think course. compared to a city life or a normal life. I think the advantage is, uh, I think in everything, there's good stuff, there's bad stuff, right? Uh, everywhere. But the really good or the really advantage that I see throughout my childhood was at the time that you spend with your family. Because, you know, growing up in the circus, having your own home basically a couple feet away from the tent, you know, uh, your mom, your dad, they don't have to go away for hours and come back. Uh, to their child you know they only go for eight or nine minutes whatever their act uh, is long and then come back to the trailer you can be playing outside 
and, and the whole community of the circus you know, is very gathered together. It's truly how, you know, the saying goes that you're one big family, you know. So you're very used to having your friends 24-7, you know. You, you wake up and the first thing you want to do is go knock on the other your friend's door, you know, and go play outside, go play soccer, go play ball, go inside the tent and be hanging like monkeys, you know, upside down the whole day. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it, to me, my childhood was really beautiful of that, you know, that I get to be with so many people all the time. The sad part about that is that you don't know for how long that's going to last, right? Because you can be with one show for one year, for five years, maybe for six months. So you really get attached to those people, but you know that one day you're going to say goodbye. So that was really the hardest part, I think. And it's really different from a regular city life because, you know, most of the people, they live in the city for so many years. They grew up in the city with their friends, you know, their neighborhoods, you know. So you, you really share an entire lifetime with them. Our lifetime, it's it's really depends on our contracts, on our job. Uh, so that's that's a really difficult part. And of course, the stability you know that you have in the city uh, is—it's really that it's in the stability that you have in the circus. It's a little bit unstable, so you sacrifice a lot of stuff uh, in your personal life uh, while you are touring. But you know, and everything is good. Uh, you can find good stuff. You can find happiness everywhere. And, and I think I had a really happy childhood. <laughs> It sounds like a really, really beautiful way to be brought up. And it's really nice to see you doing the same for your children. Yes. And I think even though we aren't a traditional circus, uh, I think that sense of community is still really, really strong on our show. And it's and it's nice to see Sunday brunch day, uh, everyone with their families (laughs) and all of the the (laughs) small kids that we have on the show running around and being monkeys, exactly how you (laughs) described Yes. (laughs) I'm curious if you both always knew that you would stay in the circus. Did either of you ever have a moment of doubt that this is what you would do? Was there ever anything else you might want to pursue? You know, uh, for me, I think so at some point in my, uh, as I was growing up in my teenage years, I always liked music. I always liked I always liked the stage, honestly. I'll be honest. Since I was a kid watching my four brothers doing it every single day, me not being able to perform at that time, I always had a passion for it of wanting to be there, you know, wanting to feel how is it to perform. But I was always really curious as well about, you know, singers, music, singing, everything involved with music. So that was something that really caught my attention since I was a little kid, uh, which is why I love music nowadays. You know, music has, it's, for me, it's another world. And yeah, at some point in my life, I always was like, wow, I would have loved to learn something in music, you know, to be there. Uh, But then, you know, it comes to a point where you just focus on what you are doing. You know, your family is teaching you, your friends, your coaches. And there comes a time where, you know, you're so involved in what you're doing in that moment that, for example, for me today, yeah, no, I don't think I would have chose another career. Uh, But maybe if I would have had that option. Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my case... Oh, well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Just one of the best trapeze artists in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Someday. <laughs> uh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my case, I, I loved school. I tried to think about that anything that I could study and and be and I remember I wanted to be a dentist for the longest time because I thought I was actually doing really good in school so but it's like my life is the circus so you don't you I never took it off the focus of trapeze I always thought that I could do both I was like well I always gonna do trapeze or anything at the circus but if I wanted to be something I would be something that is the different from from the circus from a young age I always thought like I want to do something that I maybe if one day I don't want to do circus I have something on the outside that I another option another option of a, of a lifestyle you know I always thought about this and then I don't know when exactly I was like um I think being a dentist is too hard for me <laughs> I'm not that good at school and I think trapeze is just it runs in my blood so it was it, it could be that that is the easiest way because my body just 
feels like it's it's the right thing to do right so i guess that when you actually start getting like serious in in a trapeze world or in a circus world you're like okay this is actually a profession this is actually what i need to put my focus on it but i always had that little thing that i wanted to do something in school well it does make sense to me that you would have been very good in school because now we get to see you on the other side doing some of the teaching as our dance captain. So sure. <laughs> what's what's actually really what's really interesting about the two of you as a couple is that you actually both hold leadership roles um, within our cast. Um, so Stephanie um, is a dance captain and a main character, uh, as well as being, of course, a flying trapeze artist. Um, and then Ahmed is is an artist coach for the flying trapeze team. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit about what your day is like, what your week is like, what kind of skills you need to be leaders in the circus world? Well, you know, we, we, we like you said, we have uh, pretty important roles or positions uh, within our job uh, that I think over all these years, we've been doing it as well, you know, in, 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 of course, in different shows, you know, and, and more traditional ways. It wasn't something really official like it is here on Cirque, which even makes it more important, but of course, at the same time, more of a commitment, you know, and in a preparation that we need. Uh, for us, the week, you know, we always try to enjoy as much as we can with our kids. We have two kids of our own, of our own, sorry, uh, which are 11 and 9. And uh, so it's pretty busy uh, our days, you know, we... we you know, regular life. We wake up uh, when we didn't have early shows, when we had regular shows at night. <laughs> it's just wake up, you know, have breakfast at home with our kids, try to be as much time as we can with them, teaching them as well, you know. So it's not only teaching in our side, but here as well, we do a lot of teaching uh, for them, focus on them. But then, of course, for me mentally, I have to be very prepared uh, uh, to go and do my job because not only being a trapeze artist, you have to be so focused and you have to keep your mind always so busy on, on what you are doing uh, because of the risk of itself, the nature itself of flying trapeze. But then on my other hand, I have 10 people that I'm taking care of, 10 flyers, 10 performers, that they depend a lot uh, on my decisions as a trapeze coach uh, or captain, and, and and the nature of the act here in Cirque du Soleil, that it is very demanding. Uh, so it's a lot of focusing that I have to do for myself, but for 10 other artists. The thing that I mostly keep in my mind always is have um, safety for them. You know, first of all, for us, is the safety for them, for every each performer. Uh, but then, of course, the friendship that we have, the relationship that we have, that we build, it's very important, you know, for us. So we work a lot on that. I work a lot on that of always having a really good, comfortable relationship with our flyers uh, because, you know, we're performing together up there every single day, every single show. And then, you know, as soon as we come into the tent, you know, you do your check-in, your regular check-in in the job. You try to work out a little bit, you know, get your body ready do our lineups for every show that we have to do, um, you know, which is to create the act. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm explaining it a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> for, for our listeners, exactly. yes. <laughs> uh, which, you know, it's to create the act, the routine of the act that we will do every show, which every show changes most likely a little bit because it depending how the flyers are, if we have an injury, if we have somebody sick, if we somebody out, uh, uh, and you try to give as much as, you know, uh, rotations for the flyers, you know, to keep the workload as low as possible, but still maintaining a very high level act. So it is a lot of, I believe more for me is more mentally awareness and mentally being prepared, you know, to, to, to try to see the whole picture of the entire show, which you are a big part of as well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I need to relax. You try after your job, you know, to, Go free yourself, come back home, enjoy your kids, come back, watch a movie, maybe drink a one wine, <laughs> and then try to rest as well, you know. So it's it's a lot of things, but, you no, know, always try mm -hmm. to balance it as much as we can. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, 
I'm there. <laughs> I was there this entire time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think our our week it's uh it's really demanding, and uh, because we have to combine everything, you know, like the kids, the house, the food that we have to have it ready for here for the kids, and then you have to. I, in my job and this job that I have to imagine, I work uh, by side with the director of the show, with Michael Smith, and it is it's something that you actually you need to be mind ready to get there and then get all this information that it needs to be done and clean up on the shows and then the new project that needs to be done, and then you also need to be ready for the act that it's completely two completely words. One is the office. And the other one, you actually need to be the performer. So you, I feel like when you wake up, you need to be really like ready for whatever comes in the day because it's a lot. And then to be ready to leave everything behind and come back to home and have all the energy possible to give for those hours that you still have with the kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they need to do homework and then you need to check to remember how to do all these fractions at math, which I was terrible at school and then I need to remember how <laughs> all this works so it's it's pretty demanding it's pretty busy uh, so we try to use our two days off of week like really well sometimes we want to rest but sometimes we have to okay let's do things with the kids so compensate all these hours that we've been out which was completely the difference that we had from the traditional circus what we said before it's like we spend a lot of time with the kids in a traditional circus and here we spend a lot of hours like office hours outside the home yeah, yeah outside home like without the kids so it's it's a busy week and we you need to be very like meditate a lot before going to work and yeah it's a, as much as you can at home yeah <laughs> but it sounds like it's uh it's frustrating but it's not it's worth every single like we decide that that's the the job we want and that's what we want for our kids yeah yeah. Yeah, it's like my kids is sixth generation of uh of our blood and then it's like they are practicing they want to to keep doing everything we're doing again and just keep going on the generations (laughs) you know that's amazing but it's it's basically it's 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 great you know it's it's a commitment that we have it's something that we love to do you know, and uh, especially in a show like this, that it's it's just amazing, you know, to be part of this show. So, you know, every time we wake up, every time we go in work, it's like expect everything, you know, and, and, and but always be positive about it, you know, because to any situation, as I always say, there's always a solution. If it's good or bad, there's always going to be a good solution if you come with a positive attitude towards it, you know, and I think that's what we've been trying to do um, all this time. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And now a note from our sponsor. The Theater Art Live podcast is proud to be sponsored by ClearCom. ClearCom is the leader in voice communications for theater and the performing arts. Call your cues with the simplicity and elegance of ClearCom Intercom solutions. You can find them at clearcom.com. Go check them out. What is it like now? to be in the position that your parents and your grandparents were previously in. You've described it a little bit, um, but have you learned anything from them about having family on tour and, and how does it now feel to be parents? <laughs> well, it's a lot of understanding now. Yeah. Now we get it. I understand why sometimes my dad would come so tired at home at night and won't want to play anything with me. <laughs> no, you know, it's it's very um, emotional at the same time, I believe. Because even though it was different times, you know, I think technology nowadays helps a lot parents, you know, uh, with many activities, with many stuff. It, it's it's a I think it's a it's a sort of two I don't know how to say that, but it helps you, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't help you that much in some occasions, right? Especially on occasion, but you know, we try to do as much. But I understand the importance and the role that my my parents had, you know, while having uh, the touring life and having raising five boys, 
You know what I mean? Especially in those times, I think, honestly, it was more difficult back then for them than what it is nowadays for us. We have more knowledge. We have more information as parents, you know, what to do with families, what to do with kids. We have, I don't know if I can say we have more activities now. I think it's the same activities we've had as much as before as now. But I think you have more access to it now. So I think it makes parenting a little bit easy nowadays than what my parents had back then. Um, but still, you know, it's something that you got to be on it all the time. And the thing that I learned most, especially from my parents, was was patience. You know, have a lot of patience. Have a lot of patience because it's it's not easy being on tour. But if you find, you know, the things that matter the most to you, you know, it's just you go through it and just try to enjoy, you know. So for me, from my side, I enjoy it as much as I can. Um, what did you learn? What did <laughs> when you when you ask that question, the the straight thing that comes to my head, it's like I didn't know why my mom took so long to tell me that she did flying trapeze. I was already working. <laughs> I started working at age of fourteen, and then I was already working. I think I was going to Portugal at this time, and then. I don't know what conversation came up. And then she's like, well, you know, your entire family did trapeze. And I was like, why did you wait all this time to tell me? So my mom didn't want me to do trapeze. She wanted me to do one of the, <laughs> one of the floor acts. And I was like, what did, what did that mean? And then she was so scared that something could happen to me on trapeze. And then she knew that I was going to go to different parts of the world with this. And then she was like, well, I was, I was trying to keep you on the ground because I, I, I did it, but I wasn't sure if I want you to do it. And I was like, well, but it's the easy one is running in your blood. You knew it was coming for it. And then now, yeah. now that I see my kids that want to do trapeze, I also feel like, are you sure? You don't want to do something on the ground because who is going to be there <laughs> taking care of you this entire time? And then like my mom did, I'm doing it and my kids w would do it as well. So that makes me feel like a little bit like, okay, I understand the fear that she was like when I started doing it and she wanted to keep me on floor. Another thing that I, I, I'm really proud is the, the living conditions that my parents did. I'm just like in awe because we are five brothers and sister as well. And back to my older sister they still didn't live in rv trailers they live actually in little tents like camping like camping tents and uh, my mom did she did the best to have like a floor and because also we didn't always always had like um, a concrete floor it could be like you know mud that would be where the circus little very really small it, it would be there and then i'm thinking there was like a camping tent with my brothers and sister live with my mom and dad and I was like how they did it and my my brothers and sister they went to school and then as life it goes better and better for them and they started going to an RV and then the circus of my father went better but they they all made it and it was beautiful they had amazing stories to tell about like you would love to do a podcast with them and it's <laughs> it's actually really beautiful really real traditional circus life and now that we are leaving this and then it's as hard it can be for us I just can't imagine how hard it was for my parents you know to to live the life that they did and it's oh my gosh everything's yeah. so fun and so beautiful to hear all the stories well, and we always try to think that they did a really great job I think both her parents and mine of always keeping us safe but always keeping us entertained You know, it doesn't matter the situation they were on back then because of those times were really, really difficult for circus, especially for circus families, especially in Latin America or South America. And even so, like that with those hard times, you know, they would be hanging on the trapeze. They were trying to work here and practice there, but still they got the time, you know, to try to give us a, a good education and, and, and to spend really actually not only time, but good time with us and always try to to. You know, to don't see those bad sides of the life that we were having, that they were having back then, you know, the difficult times. So now we understand it more because we are not in the same situation, you know, but we have kids, we are in a touring life. There's difficulties, you know, so but 
we understand because we try to do the same. We appreciate them even more. Appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely very, very impressive. And I think the feeling of wanting to keep your children on the ground is pretty understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what I think now. I'm like, why drop (laughs) you? They got it. I'm actually curious. uh, Are there any other acts or circus skills that you two have surely you've picked up a few things here or there anything else that you would have wanted to try or has it always just been trapeze 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 no it actually i'm sure her more than me because i know her and i know her for life uh <laughs> but i did you know i did i didn't start it with trapeze i honestly trapeze i didn't like trapeze back when i started i, I was so scared of trapeze and I have such a great respect for it. Uh, I started with trampoline. I started doing trampoline, just, you know, basically, basic, you know, gymnastic trampoline. And that's where I learned all my tricks and my skills. You know, I did it for about five, my first four or five years of training anything. It was trampoline. Uh, and I got pretty good at it at that age. It was from six from five i started jumping up until i learned i started trapeze at eight but i continued with the trampoline up until 10 11 years old then is when it makes trapeze and trampoline at the same time um i did a bit of juggling so i know how to juggle all of my brothers and i we, we juggle but i did a little bit of juggling then we did as well we tried this the tita board act you know the tita board act right so it was five of us, five brothers, and we had some tita boards. I don't even remember where those tita boards came from or why my family had it. Now that I think about it, I'm like, <laughs> all right, they were just there, yes, in the circus. But I knew they were ours. So my coach was like, okay, you guys are going to do a tita board act. So which is, you know, that act, it's a, it was a tita board made of, uh, of fiberglass. And, uh, you know, one guy, a heavier guy or two guys jumped from one platform down to the one end of that tita board, and I'm on the far end, so they just, you know, I jump. Throw you, do, they, they throw you. basically throw me in the air, and I will do tricks to land either on a mat or to the shoulders of my oldest brother, which is my catcher now, Bandino. But um, I was so young, I was about seven or eight, this was back in 1997, so I was, yeah, seven years old when I did that act. Uh, never perform it, only practice it, because we had a, very close to be a bad accident. It wasn't bad, but it was really close to be a bad accident where one of my brothers almost choked himself <laughs> with the safety line. Um, so when oh that happened, yeah, when that happened, we're like, nah, this is it, love. that's it, you know, enough. And from there, we just continued with the flying trapeze. Uh, but yeah, I did a little bit of, you know, other stuff, but really minor stuff. Um, but but yeah, I have some other skills that who knows, maybe one day, maybe one day I come back. <laughs> it, we did a, we had like a, it, it's interesting because you also practice handstands. Oh, I'm so sorry. Handstands, yeah. you see, I forgot now. You, I did handstands and you also, for almost two years I did handstands. Yeah. yeah. You also, oh, wow. you also did Malambo a little bit. Malambo, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Malambo, what but nobody that? ever teach me. Really All right, Malambo is a traditional, um, I would say, dance folkloric dance from Argentina. Yeah. It's yeah. like a rope oh, okay. that has a little heavy ball at the end, so you just like turn it around your body, and then you just do, you know, tricks with that. And you hit him on the ground, and you make yeah. a sound. When you hit him on the ground, and it's like, so it's like a dance. It comes also from tap dancing. So normally who does malumbo does the tap dancing and there's someone in the in a drum, I would say. In the back. In the back. So it's like ta 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 and then you're doing the song with your hands and then in the shoes and the on the on the feet. It's really beautiful actually. It's a beautiful traditional That sounds act. cool. Yeah, you you should <laughs> check it out. You should check it out. The gauchos malumbo in other platforms. I'm only going to check it out if the Met is doing it. <laughs> that, so. That's it. I was pretty good at it. Yeah. I almost broke Artistic my tent it. tomorrow. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we actually, and then like we both did handstand yeah. before and then we both did Malambo. We didn't matter this age yet, but we both did like a little bit of the, the same stuff when we were younger. Yeah. Uh, but in the circus, traditional circus, you learn everything yeah. until you figure it out what your passion is, right? No. So we are blessed that we had the opportunity to find trapeze because this is actually our passion. I feel like uh, even if we tried a little bit, I literally did 
every act you can imagine in the circus. She does circus. silk. She did a lira. Aerial she act. She has a silk act for herself. Yeah. yeah. And then it, I did like... Oh, wow. Yeah, I did like mostly of the area. She's a really good act that she had back then when I met her. She had a really good silk act. Uh, but, you know, it just after that, she just focused on trapeze. But I really like... Well, I focused on trapeze long before you met me. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, so we, <laughs> we, we did... We did um, we did a little bit of everything in circus and then, uh, but I feel like if we think about another passion of a act, it would be handstand because I spent a lot of time doing it. And because I didn't like my coach at the time, I was like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I just fell in love with trapeze and I just kept going. So I think handstand would be the thing that I, I have like hiding in there that I, I should have done. <laughs> Maybe not, but. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry for so one you're important. Both very multi-talented. I forgot about one thing. I did clown. I was a clown for yeah. about three years. A really bad one, but I was a clown. Ah, yes, you won an award for it. You won the golden clown. For being the worst clown. For being the worst clown in the world. <laughs> but I did it. I actually performed. Even for more three impressive. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is awesome. A multi-talented family. I love that. <laughs> you you hinted at this, but when and where did you two actually meet? We met back in 2010, the end of 2010 in Los Angeles, California, when we both got hired for our very first uh, circus of the show, um, Zaya in Macau, China. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was, there was this uh, flying act troupe that was hiring for flyers because they needed a, a big troop like the one we have here. Um, so they needed another entire troop because there were only one troop. They needed two. And they start scouting flyers from all over the world. So I was lucky to be me and my brother uh, to be scouted for that uh, show, for that act. And uh, they, they, they got Stephanie. She was in Brazil at the time when, when they hired Stephanie. Um, and, you know, when we both come to L.A. to start the rehearsals for the show, this when we met, you know, we met, actually, actually, it sounds funny, but we met under the big top light. And I didn't saw her before. I didn't saw her when she arrived. And she just arrived one morning in a morning training that we had under the big top in Los Angeles. And I saw her coming in. I was warming up. That's yeah. when we met. We, we, we met almost in the air. Wow. <laughs> it was love at and first that sight. Was it. A love of first flight. Like. <laughs> oh my goodness. So cheesy. That's so cute. <laughs> no, I love it though. I love it. That's so great. And, you know, Ahmed, it must be really special for you to have two of your brothers and your wife all in one troop together because these acts, they take so much trust. Yeah. And so, so much, um, so much love, honestly, like between all of mm -hmm. you, it, it must be just on another level for you to have two of your brothers and your wife oh. all together. What, what is that like for you? Definitely, you know, definitely you said the, the fine trapeze, especially because, you know, you're in the air and it, it's, it's a lot of risk uh, just, just going up there. You know, you need to have people that you really trust. And, and people that you have connection with as well, because believe it or not, while you're the, doing the act, there's not much talking, there's not much communication that you can do because it's so fast and you're focusing so much that really the connection that you need with that other person that you're up there, it has to be natural, it has to be natural and mutual. When your wife is up there, I mean, you know, we know each other, we've been together for so long, you know, so that. We really trust each other up there. And then having your brothers, especially your brother that is catching you. I mean, he's really... Yes. Your life, my life, it's on his hands in that moment, literally. You know what I mean? One big mistake from him, and I could be done, you know, and I could be done, any of us. So to me, it's super special. It's super, super emotional every time. But at the same time, you know, it makes me feel so comfortable and to be so enjoying it even more when I'm and I'm practicing or performing or just coming into the tent and getting ready to do my act, you know, just my head when she's up there, when my brothers are up there, I'm just, it's like being at home, you know, it's like being in your sofa at home watching a movie with them, you know. 
Um, and yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't think of uh, anyone better uh, than being up there with me than, than first my wife because we've been performing what for eleven years now. Eleven, twelve years. Almost twelve years. Yeah. Almost twelve years together performing, not just together as a couple, but performing in every show that you can imagine good great bad amazing wonderful and just to be able to share those those moments with with your partner i mean it's it's just incredible that is so beautiful and like you said dandino has been catching you since you were seven or eight years exactly 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 this is is a lifelong trust definitely you know definitely it's your brother your oldest brother because he's my oldest brother he trusts me just the way I trust him. And that's what I think. That's why we have such an amazing performance every time, because we have that connection and we have that trust with each other. So it just makes it easier for, for all of us. No, it's, I was just going to add that. Imagine when we're having a bad day. Yeah. It's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's always beautiful, but maybe I want to push him sometimes. I don't do it. <laughs> I'll do it from the platform, but I don't do it. I keep it to myself. <laughs> well, that's funny because my next question was actually going to be to ask you, how do you feel about having your husband as your coach? <laughs> oh, no. How lucky am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, it, I know he won't say it, but for me, Ahmed is one of the best footballing trapeze artists out there. And uh, he deserves to be the coach in Alegria. He is he doing his job amazingly and I've learned a lot with him. So he is my coach, but he's also giving me the chance if I don't want to do much. He's also, I'm like, hey, babe. <laughs> what was that? Like, <laughs> just kidding. It's, it's really good. Like, I really, I really enjoy um, working with him, with my brother-in-laws and, uh, but as, as a coach, what I can say, like, he's, He's the best. And then I'm still learning. Uh, even I feel like retiring, but I'm still learning every day with him and with my brother-in-laws. And the trust, what else can I say, right? It's, uh, he's taking care of me all the time, mm-hmm. even up there. I love That's it. Amazing. And, and you can see that too. It's plain to see for all of us, you know, what a good relationship you guys have and the team that you've built and the team that you lead. It's, it's very impressive and it and it it's a great addition to the community as a whole as well because you have you have your little community and you have your little family um but us being a part of a larger family as well it's a it's just a really wonderful thing to have as a part of our lives to get to be a part of your lives so thank you for that now i i want to know um for our our next generation what do you see what do you see the kids doing? Are they training? Are they training now? What do you imagine they will end up doing? I want to hear it all. Well, Alicia, Alicia is a very she does she loves everything that is girly, and she's doing ballet classes now. She is very flexible, and I see that she is not going up on trapeze. At least that's what she's the vibe that she gives me now that she is going to be very grounded. And I see her doing a beautiful act and be on the stage and be a beautiful performer. I definitely see that is on the blood and that's what she wants to do. But she's also great on school. So whatever she wants to do is what makes me uh, happy. Davi, it will be for sure on trapeze. She wants to do everything that it does. And he is actually has the gift as Ahmed was born with. It, he has it as well. And I can tell that both of them want to be performers. But who knows? You know? Who knows? They are so amazing in school as well. So. Yeah, definitely. You know, they, they especially Davi, he loves school. Um, but as well, you know, it's funny since probably the first time I asked him that, I remember it very well. Was back in Vegas, remember? He was about what three years old. Little. He would talk, but he, you know, three, four year old baby boy. And I asked him. I, we were, I think, in a, in a friend's house, and 
we were talking about stuff, what they want to do. So I just asked him out of curiosity, was the first time I think I asked him, hey, David Boyd, what would you like to do when you grow up? You know, I was just, just a question. I wanted to see what answer will he give me, you know? And I don't know, I thought he was going to tell me a soccer player, because uh, he used to like a lot of wrestling back then. There was going to be a fighter or something. No, he told me, <laughs> I want to be like you, Dad. This was his clear words, and I almost cried that day, because he was like, oh, I want to be like Aww. you, Dad. I didn't expect that at all, you know, because he would watch me on the shows, but it's a baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you sure? He was like, yeah, I want to wanna, I wanna be a trapeze flyer. I was like, all right, you know, I was like, okay. So that really touched me in a very different way Aww. that day. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting it. But the funny thing is that until today, he still tells me the same thing. And he actually wants to be a trapeze flyer, like so wow. bad. Would love to train. There's no week that we've been here that he will not ask me when can he go and train trapeze in the tent. You know, wow. so I think he's got it pretty pretty clear on his head. The only thing is that we are preparing them now, even though they cannot fly yet. But there's so many other things that they can do to be ready to be a trapeze artist. You know, so that's what we mm -hmm. are focusing on. Alicia's doing ballet, which is great for any stage for any show. Ballet, I mean, is the yeah. basics of everything. Davi, of course, conditioning and stuff, but they are doing as well with Magda, the other coach that we have here. They are both doing flexibility, tumbling on the floor. Davi is training okay. juggling as well. Uh, strength. So we are just basically preparing their bodies, you know, for whenever it's time for them to start doing either trapeze or any other profession that they would like. At least their body is going to be more ready. That is awesome. Well, I can't wait to see them both in shows one day. <laughs> so that I can embarrass them about how I worked with their parents. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we finish the podcast each time with the same two questions, and I'm going to ask you those questions now. The first one is, what is your favorite thing about your job or about the circus as a whole? My favorite thing? Well, I think my favorite thing is that this is the tradition that um, I carry my blood. I think the just to keep going with the tradition that my, my parents uh, passed to me. I think this is my favorite thing about it, uh, as uh, it's very personal. Um, but also the favorite thing is when I see the kids, when they actually feel on the applause and you can see the faces, the smile. And it's that's like, okay, I, I'm doing you right. That's exactly what I love to do. And then I'm giving the joy to other people. So... It's, a, it's like one personal thing, and then the other is like how much we get from the audience. It's it's passionate. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. I, I could tell you so many things that are favorite for me that I love about my job, but the thing, thing the highlight of, of, of my job to me is to travel the world. Definitely, mm. you know. I'm traveling the world knowing so many different cultures, you know, getting those cultures in my, you know, in, in, in my education as well, because you learn every time, you learn everything, something new every time, you know. Absolutely. But definitely tra traveling the world, I think, is one of my top things of this job. And traveling with my family, you know, I mean, it's, it's not like it's yes. only me, you know. I, my family can be with me doing this. I mean, it's just incredible. I will leave it like that. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing the right thing. <laughs> We are actually recording this podcast, for those who are unaware, uh, from Tokyo, Japan. So we are definitely doing a little bit of traveling. <laughs> what is? <laughs> All right. So our final question. Is there one thing that you would change about your job or about the circus as a whole? One thing to change. I'm pretty sure we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> we would have put arbitrators. <laughs> In the back of the big top, so we could live in it. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect to hear that, but from what you've told me, it sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it's uh, it's just how we grew up, and um, I I love the idea of like just seeing my kids all day and staying more time with them during my working day and. Actually, it works, guys. Actually, my mom did it and my grandma did it. 
It was beautiful. We were all together. I just, uh, we, we don't like spending so much time far away from the kids. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good idea. <laughs> yes, I agree with that for sure. <laughs> and then the other were two, so we need to get two answers. <laughs> the other answer for me is I think it's going to be a fun. I mean, you know, I rarely complain, you know, about my jobs. And yeah, there's always things that you would, you know, like to change stuff, but. I'm going to live in this one, which is I will change morning trainings forever and have them in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not a morning He's only person. saying that because my team makes the schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I understand. You know, we, we understand. Job, but if there was one thing that I could change, it would only be that. The rest is fine for me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. <laughs> yeah, I the, live like that. The, <laughs> the 11.30 a.m. Japan shows are yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I understand. So, yeah. That's, that's all. No more than that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll write to Montreal and uh, we'll see about RPs. <laughs> um, and no more morning shows. <laughs> awesome <laughs> thank you well it was so wonderful to have both of you on the show thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you for, for inviting it's it was really fun it was really interesting and fun thank you kat that was our first uh podcast yes. and oh my god it was really nice thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> well you can catch us stephanie and ahmed in alegria in a new light currently in tokyo japan thank you nice. Theater at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only 38 US dollars per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.